I'm Rechard van Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 189 for the weekend starting 1 September 2017. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, real technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, Vumatel's bombshell. And what a bombshell it is. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in detail in the show. Also this week, Vodacom's data inducements and Ecasa takes on Cell C. It's Friday and that means it's time to talk tech. Well, welcome to the show. Hi, Rechart. How's it, Duncan? Very good, thanks. So, uh, there's only really one story to talk about this week. Um, and it's nice to actually go into a yes. podcast with a story that's just broken. Uh, and it's a biggie. Um, Vumatel. Uh, but let's get to that in a moment. Let's do our quiz first. And our first question is related to that. Uh, the first question this week's quiz. Vumatel plans to offer unkept 100 megabits per second home fiber in townships for how much per month? And I bet you won't be able to guess how much. Unless you've read the story. <laughs> our second question. Apple will announce the next iPhone on which date? And the third question, the state is considering selling its shares in which state-owned enterprise to fund SAA? Microsoft has announced the release date for the Windows 10 Fall Creators update. When is it? And the last question, multi-choice Petuma Nati BEE shareholders were the week, were this week awarded a total dividend of how much? As always, we'll get to the answers to the quiz at the end of the show, but uh, let's dive into that news and uh, what a new story it is. Um, I uh, literally, two hours ago, have come back from Bryanston, uh, where I had a fascinating discussion with Neil Skuman, who is the CEO of Fiber to the Home provider, Vumatel. Where do we start? <laughs> they have announced that they are going to be doing a pilot project in Alexandra, the big township here in Johannesburg, right next to Santon, uh, a poor township, underserviced uh, township where people have relied on mobile data almost exclusively to get onto the internet. I think you can probably say exclusively. Yeah, yeah. Um, fixed line doesn't really exist in that in that market, or for that matter, in most townships uh, around the country. Yeah. Uh, so there's a huge dependence on mobile data. So this is significant, first of all, because Vermatel has announced that they're going to be deploying fixed line infrastructure into Alex as part of this pilot project starting from as early as next month. They're going to start around October, November. They're going to deploy fiber to every dwelling in Alex, including informal dwellings, so shacks and established homes. So what? That is absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'm, I'm still dumb fine, dumbstruck when I yeah. hear that every time. I mean, no, I, wow. I sat there in this interview with Neil thinking, what? The, have these guys lost their minds? <laughs> yeah, it almost doesn't make sense. Like, the fire's relief. <clears throat> yeah. But the more I listened to him, the more his argument made sense. So 60,000 dwellings, uh, an estimated 400,000 people living in this township, and by their estimations, well, if you look at the, uh, the, the ARPU, or the average revenue per user of customers, of mobile customers, it's sitting at between 60 to 90 rand a month, depending which operator it is. Mm. A fair chunk of that is, I don't know what the exact number is, maybe a third of that is mobile data. Um, 400,000, uh, 60,000 dwellings, first of all, 400,000 people. So that's, what, about eight people per dwelling. Yeah. Think about how much money they spend every month on mobile data, and you get start to get to a meaningful number. Uh, 
the the figure he came up with was four hundred rand a month. Now that obviously includes voice calls. Mm. Now that what they're planning to do is deploy fiber to every dwelling in Alex and offer one hundred megabit per second uncapped fiber. What for? what for? Wait for it. Eighty nine rand a month. What? <laughs> I you think can this pick is, your jaw up off the table now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, firstly, the fact that a company that we all love and respect from day one when they, uh, you know, started trenching in Parkhurst, for them to, to for, for a company like that to make a move for the people, you know, mm. passing it, moving it, passing it forward, you know, moving it forward, giving, giving something back, I think, or not giving something back, they're charging for it, but mm. the fact that they are making this available well that's perhaps where it's this massive. gets even more astounding is they believe they can do this profitably yeah this isn't a, a corporate uh, this you is, know this social venture this, this isn't a csi uh, investment by corporate south africa not at all although a component of that from investec is actually going to be we'll get to that a bit later but the um the deployment of this into each dwelling or house or you know whatever it happens to be uh, they believe they can do profitably at 89 rand a month now he was first to admit that these are going to be razor-thin margins, mm-hmm. obviously. And they're also not going to use the same model as they use in deploying fiber in the suburbs where the fiber is trenched. Yeah, that this wouldn't is, make sense. That wouldn't make sense. This is going to be aerial fiber delivered over poles uh, into um, into these areas. Oops, I didn't but that doesn't really make... I don't, I don't see that being a problem at all. I mean, as long as I can get that fiber access. Yeah. I mean, imagine the amount of kids now who's going to have virtually unlimited access on really good bandwidth mm. i mean the, the learning potential that you can get from the internet the guys that want to develop but never it was never had to go somewhere to actually connect mm. to develop that website or to develop that online service that they've been planning or toying with yeah i mean this is going to enable job a new finding tech opportunities generation. job finding opportunities um education uh e-commerce uh in the example neil gave me was you know there's probably possibly an, an opportunity for spaza shops to start to have amazon locker type solutions delivery within townships imagine yeah. if you can hook uh, the, the, the spaza shop three suburbs down yeah who's got the good stuff that you want i mean delivery comes into play i guess uh you know food delivery any of those things i mean mm. it's enabling so much yeah it is absolutely fantastic so this is a test um alex is a test uh, if it fails miserably then that's the end of it Vumatel is confident it's going to be a success. So confident they're already planning the next phase of the rollout, uh, which will probably be into Deep Slurt. Um, there also have been other areas that have been mentioned uh, are Soweto, which is obviously massive, and Tembisa, which is also huge. Um, so, you know, it's assuming this is successful, and, and they're going to do this quite quickly. It's, they're mm. going to start deployment as early as next month. They want to have finished deployment by March next year. Well, they're well trained in deploying fiber by now. And they are, yes. Not having to trench, I think, eliminates mm. so much time. Yeah. And, of course, they bought Fiberhoods, which is a specialist aerial fiber yes. provider. Yes. So they obviously can learn a lot of lessons in deploying uh, aerial fiber from them. Uh, my, my only concern is that maybe they're stretching themselves a bit thin, but they say they've got the capacity to do, to do this. I mean, they're still busy with projects. They haven't finished Johannesburg yet, although they've done a huge portion of the northern suburbs and they've started in the south and I think they're expanding rapidly on the West Rand. I don't think they've touched Ikuruleni as much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Cape Town and Durban are still need a lot of rollout. Um, 
Durban especially, there has been mm. very limited fibre yes. rollout there. Um, of course, they bought Link Africa with assets from Link Africa, which is a big player in the Durban market. So they've got access to areas like Kloof and mm. Hillcrest and those areas. Um, but they've still got a lot of work to do in the what you'd call the traditional suburban suburban market. Yeah, yeah. but I think it, it, uh, if you look at comparatively installing fibre in a place like Alexandra versus a generic suburb, mm. it's called suburb XYZ, it must be much easier because the density populated housing makes uh, you know, makes a difference in how you deploy and how far you can deploy per pole, mm. you know, and how you know how how many of those houses do you need to connect to a single uh, node or access box? Mm. Um, look, um, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But the f- simple fact that you, those communities are now going to get under a hundred rand. Mm probably the best type of internet you can possibly afford today or, or, or invest in today, um, oh, it's going to make such a difference. It's going to make such a difference to the internet-connected South Africa. Yeah. And then they also mentioned Wi-Fi. They're going to uh, open some Wi-Fi hotspots in yes. uh, community centers. Free Wi-Fi uh, in selected areas. Uh, and this is, at least in these initial stages, is going to be funded as part of a CSI what do they call it? Corporate, sorry, CSR, Corporate Social CSR, Responsibility yeah. Initiative with Investec paying for the for the rollout. So, Alex, uh, I presume it'll be around schools and, and shopping centers and clinics and that sort of stuff. Free public Wi-Fi. Uh, that will be more limited in, in what you can do with it. For sure, for sure. Uh, but, you know, people are going to um, put Wi-Fi hotspots up. In the house. Yeah, yeah and sell it to the neighbor. And uh, That is, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Now, um, uh, the other question I wanted to ask you was, what is the, what, how are they going to handle the, the router? I mean, now when I sign up, I get a very fancy Huawei router, wireless router. No, you, you're going to have to source your own router. Uh, that's their planning at this stage. Uh, they want to foster a lot of competition in that router market, I think, to drive fantastic. down pricing. Absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. I think they're going to provide uh, their, a router as well, but uh, you know, I think they want to foster competition amongst mm, mm. those hardware manufacturers. Um, get get these products, uh, you know. And what's interesting is that they're going to be providing this, the internet access themselves rather than through ISP partners, at least yeah, initially. At least initially. They want to prove the case, so they, they said it's better if we do this ourselves. But they said they may work; they're going to work through some ISP partners in doing that. Um, they may open it up later, you know. Um, so yeah, the only thing about this is um, the only thing that's different here compared to the, the fiber we have in the suburbs is it's, there's going to be a twenty to one contention ratio, which is I think we're kind of used to that on ADSL actually. And, yeah, um, but I would much rather sit with contention on fiber than contention yeah, on DSL. Yeah. So what that means in effect is if there are 20 customers uh, in an area, they're sharing the same pool of data. Uh, so if they're all using their line at maximum speed, then your speed may drop to a minimum of 5 megabits a second. Uh, but in practice, that's not going to happen. Your your speed will be 20, 30, 40, 50 megabits yeah, a yeah. second. We, we, we know how to hammer these lines, and you rarely see an mm. uh, extended period of line no. degradation. No, my it's, line sits idle most of the time. Mm. You, you just can't use you, you can't. I mean, once you've got five, you think, oh, my word, I must download the internet. But mm. a few days later, you realize, actually, I don't need to, and yeah. your line sits idle most of the time. There'll definitely be spikes in those initial few weeks of usage <laughs> like we all have gone yeah. through. But yeah, I think in a, in, a, in a day-to-day running of a system like this, fiber mm. setup like this, I mean, once people get used to the fact that they've got all this bandwidth at mm. their uh, disposal, I'm sure a lot of people connecting with their phones aren't going to draw as much as we do when we have these big systems that we're trying to mine Bitcoin and all these things with. 
um, you know, for them. A lot of people are going to be connecting via mobile devices yeah. because that's, you know, all they have. Mm. Although I, I suspect that um, this is going to create a, sec, um, a new market for tablets, for yes, tablets definitely, laptops, low-end laptops. Um, it's, going to, it's going to spur demand for that sort of thing. What, what I find interesting is, is you're suddenly going to have a very dense urban area with an enormous amount of Wi-Fi. <laughs> I would love to drive through there in a few months and actually just see the amount of hotspots that's going to pop up on my phone. It's going to be an interesting test. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we should try now and see what kind of what what the the Wi-Fi penetration is now. Just mm. from a driving through point of view, mm. it will be really interesting. Yeah. So massive story, absolutely massive. I would I would go as far as to say that this is the, if not the biggest, one of the biggest stories in telecom since 1994, at least. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely massive. It's it's if if they if they get this right, it's going to change everything. Yes, and how many businesses and companies have tried to to provide Wi-Fi and these internet services? But there's always seem to there always just seem to be something not not as efficient about mm. those other processes or those other setups. Mm. I think this is only one that's got uh, but long longevity because again, it's for the people. There isn't there isn't there doesn't seem to be some agenda at the back end where they're trying to just you know take get get an entire suburb. They really want to. Mm. Give the people access mm. to good internet, and uh, just looking at the reaction on Twitter to the publication of the story, my my Twitter stream looks like a bit of a waterfall at the moment. <laughs> uh, definitely a lot of uh, a lot of interest in this. People saying about time, you know. I just hope it's I just hope it's feasible that the you know that they've they've done the modelling correctly um, because eighty nine rand a month for hundred meg fiber just sounds too cheap. <laughs> it, it sounds too cheap. I mean, you couldn't even get a telco telecom line rental at that price. <laughs> Indeed. But if you look at the technology, uh, it's very straightforward. You know, it's essentially silicon, well, glass fiber strands with uh, mm. some fancy equipment on either end. Yeah. Um, and getting those into a into a residence is from a pole. Yeah. Is is going to be relatively easy, I think. Mm. Um, I'm sure there will be some challenges, mm. but I've been. Uh, we were both impressed with uh, the Parkers rollout and how quickly that happened. I think yeah. you know they're going to show the same kind of. Uh, and they've learned a lot since then. Ingenuity, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean they've they've perfected this this now. I mean you've seen how it slowly expanded from Parkers to went into I think it was Craig Hall or Victory Park and and more of the parks to the south. And then it was a very sort of slow expansion, and then suddenly mm. it mushroomed. Yes, yes. And then it was Linden, then it was uh, Randberg, yeah, then it was yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Now it's hard to find somebody that's not connected. Now, do you still find, speak to somebody that's – just to people every now and then who is waiting for their fiber in the, 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 the outlying suburbs? Mm. And it's almost like a foreign concept. I mean, yes. how, does, uh, how does one not have fiber – these days, I mean, yes, we are spoiled, and I shouldn't take that for granted. But yeah. I think it just shows the, the speed at which these guys, the fiber industry in general, mm. is is moving, and yeah. it's absolutely fantastic. And it's great to have uh, entrepreneurs thinking like this. Uh, I think too, for too long in the telecommunications industry, there's there's a, there's a lot of conservati- conservatism. Uh, Telcom for many years said we can't do fiber to the home in South Africa because it's not affordable. Um, and they, you know, they just said, "Well, DSL is good enough. Um, we can't afford to give you fiber because it's going to cost us too much to roll it mm-hmm. out." Now, suddenly, all of the leafy, so-called leafy suburbs in the cities have fiber. Telcom is desperately racing in, against Vumatel to to deploy to all of these areas. Um, this is the same company that five years ago said it's not feasible to roll mm-hmm. out fiber. Now, Vumatel, which I guess pioneered this 
space to 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 a large degree is saying is putting a drawing a line in the sand and saying well actually guys we can do this in the townships too <laughs> i guess it shows you what a company can do with no base they don't yeah. they didn't have any legacy to worry about yeah and this and isn't government look. backed this isn't this is mm. private shareholder money doing this this isn't uh, government saying, okay, let's use the Universal Service Fund to roll out services to poor communities. This yeah. is business taking a bet and saying, hey, I think we can actually make a profit here, uh, rolling out what many in this country, including me, mm. have just naturally assumed is a service that would never be affordable in the township economy. I think this is a good example of those, that leapfrogging we used to hear mm. about a lot uh, when uh, cellular data or cellular uh, became a thing, mm. you know, it's a company like Vumatel is able to leapfrog the likes of Telcom because of all these benefits they had. You know, mm. they started from a place where let's invent based on today's situation or today's circumstances. Um, and now they're reaping the rewards. They, they certainly had the foresight to, to realize that fiber is the next infrastructure utility that would be required by mm. every citizen, really, or mm. would be wanted by every citizen. And I, if you look at the long-term player, I think uh, Vumatel just uh, cemented its name in the old history books uh, when we look back at uh, the telecommunications industry or the, mm. the, the digital industry in South Africa. Well, I hope they get it right. I, I, hope, the, I hope the model works, because if mm. it does, it's going to have a huge impact. If I was a mobile operator, I'd be very worried about this. <laughs> Um, I mean, this market yeah, yeah. has been exclusively served by the mobile operators. Fixed line guys have not been in there. Uh, so, the guys living in Alex and in places like it have only been able to get onto the internet using a 3G or 4G mm. mobile connection at what have been relatively high prices, very high prices, you could argue. Two rand a megabyte, um, although that's going away now. Mm. Um, well, it's 89 Rand for Uncapped. It will go away. <laughs> As Neil Skuman said in my interview, um, you know, you still need data on the go. But what, mm. what are people using data for mainly? It's WhatsApp. You know, low bandwidth predominantly. Users, yeah. WhatsApp. On Cell C, you can buy a 12 Rand bundle once a month, which gives you unlimited WhatsApp. If you're on Telcom Freemi, WhatsApp mm. is zero rated. Uh, if you're so, you know, you, you the potential is to reduce your mobile spend dramatically, and I think that's what Vumatel is counting on here. That that mm. that reduction in the mobile spend will be reallocated to fiber. Yeah, yeah, because exactly the money is being spent on such an important service, and they're just saying we've got a better mm. option for you. And if you if you look at how I or how one would generally use the internet connection or their mobile phone at home in such a scenario, mm. I mean, when you're on the go, going to work during the work hours, you know, you yes, messaging is probably going to be your key app. When you get home, you're going to want to load up YouTube, mm. maybe do a show max, or if you've got a tablet, one of those services, download movies, download yeah, exactly. so you can watch them when you're on the taxi or. Yeah. Yeah. On the bus. And some of these services, I don't know if Showmax, yeah, Showmax does it now, so you can download your, your movies. I mean, mm. I didn't even think of that. That's a fantastic example. But yeah, so by the time you leave home or by the time you get home, you know, mm. you don't have to spend your valuable mm. uh, data bits on your phone. You just have everything at your fingertips. It's going to be good, man. It is going to be so good. And I'm really looking forward to the kids that grow up mm. with the internet, with those uh, web development tools at their fingertips. Yeah, that, that, That's what I never had. Yeah, I love that. Having that access just as a kid, 
having access to an, uh, an unkept, unmetered connection allows you to experiment and do so much. And it's going to be so positive for the economy in the long yeah. term because yeah. the, the the geeky kids are going to are going to learn to code. I want to see more YouTubers coming out of uh, Alexandra now yeah. with uh, this. I think mm. that that's going to be another fantastic uh, yeah. repercussion to this. But we'll we'll go into Alex and uh, bring a report um, to our readers once uh, you know once the deployment has begun and maybe once the first connections are established to sort of get a view on what's what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it'll make it's going to be a fascinating case study. Um, you know, even if it doesn't work commercially, it's still going to be a fascinating case study. Um, but if it does work commercially, then Vumatel is going to rapidly take this everywhere, around, yeah. especially around the Gauteng townships to start with. So I just want to confirm that this is uncapped, right? <laughs> I've checked this. Because I'm just going to make sure again before I say something. I have checked this. Not only is it <laughs> uncapped, but it's completely uncapped. There's no fair use policy or anything. You you get I the service, 89 bucks a month, and it's unlimited at 100 megs a second. I would have been impressed with like a 5 or 10 gig cap per yeah. per connection at 89 rand. Yeah. That would have that would have made made some noise. But I think yeah, the unlimited almost get lost now because mm. uh, I do, I do. I do wonder how the commercial models are going to evolve as this thing rolls out. Um, you know, you, you can shout this from the rooftops to start with, but then you know, practicalities start to come into the mm. equation. So, if they can continue, if they can continue to maintain a hundred meg uncapped offering into this market, it'll be remarkable. Um, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting pilot. That's for sure. Yeah. Look, I, I don't. I would. I would almost uh, like to give them the benefit of the doubt and say I'm sure they would have done their sums. I mean, they've had a few good years of of seeing the leafy suburbs and and mm. how the users use in those environments use their their data. Um, yeah. But again, a massive, uh, impressive bet on yeah. the future, an impressive bet, and I think a very successful bet on you know making. Vumatel as synonymous with internet as you know, Yebo Gogo was to the cell phone industry many years ago, you know. Yeah, yeah. no, this this is this is an is an absolute bomb they've dropped here, uh, and the repercussions are going to be felt for a long time to come. It felt for a long time to come. Absolutely fantastic, love it. Thanks, Vumatel. The, it's going to be a good one. Of course, the other question is, you know, we we're paying what a thousand bucks a month plus for our uncapped uh, connections in the suburbs. Um, Suddenly they're looking a little pricey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't want to change my, exchange my contention ratio for anything, but uh, like you said before the show, I'm sure prices will uh, come down. Yeah, um, this is certainly shifting things to the lower end of the the price curve, mm. which is good for everybody. Yeah, I think. or maybe maybe consumers get shifted up to higher speeds, possibly like 100 That's meg also goes not, to 200. Not a bad idea. Maybe 200 goes to 500, and 500 goes to a gig, and maybe 10 gig. Go, sorry, one gig goes to 10 gig. Who knows? Look, my Wi-Fi router can only go, I think, 300 meg. So let's not let's not push those boundaries. Oh, it's gonna. You might have to update your Wi-Fi router. <laughs> Upgrade your Wi-Fi router. Yeah, when it? the Wi-Fi becomes a real bottleneck, you know. <laughs> I think Wi-Fi can. What can Wi-Fi support up to these days? Is it 450 megs? Hmm, that's a good. Um, that's a good quiz question, actually. It is actually, yeah. Uh, I, I know there are four fifty meg uh, um, Wi Fi routers in the market. It's probably faster than that by now. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do a quick search to see if uh, if I can find anything. Let's see. Let's see if you can guess before the end of the show. But mm -hmm. uh, we'll have a look at that. So, if you want all the details on the Vumatel uh, story, they're available on Tech Central now. So go and have a look at that. Uh, Tell us your thoughts. What do you think of it? Uh, either drop us a mail at info@techcentral.co.za or leave a comment under the post. We'd uh, love to get your take on 
what this means, whether you think Vimitel is smoking its socks or whether they're onto something here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had a quick look. It looks like a 300 megabit is about the theoretical limit of Wi-Fi, 802.11n at least. What, no, there's AC here. Uh, N is quite old. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I think Maybe. it's at least 450. It's at least 450 by now. Anyway, we need to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect. We're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country. Not just for some, but for everyone. Fiber is not a luxury, but a necessity. For business, for life, for you. And being connected is everything. So network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity. Bitco.co.za. Connectivity is everything. Running a business keeps you on your toes. Wouldn't it be great if your internet connection could keep up? Introducing Business Class Fiber from Vox. It's super fast, reliable, and highly cost-effective. You get unlimited calls to all SA destinations, and it's scalable. So no matter the size of your business, you've still got room to grow. Get connected with Business Class Fiber from Vox and see what super fast internet really means. For more information, visit vox.co.za. Well, welcome back to the show. How's it, Rehot? How's it, Duncan? So, uh, yeah, everything else is going to sound a bit dull after that conversation. Yeah, let's just cut uh, cut it here and go home. Yeah. Drop the mic and walk out. It is quite late. <laughs> it is quite late on a Friday. but uh, we So much to, more to talk about. There is quite a bit to talk about. Um, probably not quite as, as, as mind-blowing as what Vumatel has announced, but still interesting. So, uh, Vodacom's Meg Your Day promotion. I, this, I, I can't help but shaking my head at this. Um, maybe there's a market for it, but they giving away. Or th- Let me just read here what Hilton Tarrant wrote in a column this morning. Vodacom's Meg Your Day promotion, which offers subscribers up to one gigabyte of free data used on specific services or apps, is changing the way we use the mobile internet. Vodacom is not giving away free Facebook, Instagram, and video data for some altruistic motive. Rather, it is training us to get used to the idea of data bundles for specific applications or services. So the idea is on a Monday, for example. You Vodacom, well, you top up and Vodacom says, okay, here's a free gig, but you can only use it on Facebook. And on a Wednesday, here's a free gig, but you can only use it on Instagram. Yeah, that's weird. I don't get it. <laughs> Neither do I. Maybe we're not the target market. Uh, but, but I don't think your usage, I mean, look at social media and how you use the internet, your phone, however you do it. You're not restricted around what you use when. Mm. Social media is based on instant yeah. when you want it, when you need it. You I mean, don't I'm want to change my Facebook on a Monday. Also, I'm not going to use a gig's worth of Facebook on a Monday. Unless <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I upload the weekend pics. But I, don't no. know, I don't know what they're trying to do here, honestly. Um, it sounds very convoluted too. So for me to figure out what's going to work around yeah. my lifestyle or my usage scenario, yes. I'm going to have to figure out which day I'm going to get let's say YouTube for free, which is probably going to be the most valuable for most people because yeah. that will chow a lot of data. Mm. Yeah, that is, it's very odd, especially in comparison uh, or in light of the, the, the Vumatel news. <laughs> yeah. Um, what consumer, I don't know, I just get the impression that Vodacom doesn't get it. What consumer, it, it, it seems to me like an operator desperately trying not to be a dumb pipe. Um, why don't you just give everybody across the board 500 megs free data or gig free data a day to use on anything? And let's uh, just make everybody happy. <laughs> um, you know, this does not uh, make me want to use a Vodacom service at all. In fact, it, it, it repels me 
you know, oh, really, um, you know, I can only really use my Facebook on a Monday. Uh, well, I can use mm. it any time, but then I'm going to use data. But you're only going to give me the benefit on a Monday. Uh, no, I actually rather just have a cheap data bundle that will allow me to do what I want when I want. Yeah, so there's no, yeah, because when you confuse a customer too, like if they're unsure about how this works, they're going to not use a service, let's be honest. Yes. Probably move to another operator if they can't understand the bundle, bundling package mm. that they have to deal with. Um, yeah, Hilton, it's certainly not a clever way of going about Hilton it. Hilton suggested that this is maybe aimed at millennials, not you and I. Okay, well, that's a fair argument, but still, I mean, the I internet, I think the way that we use the internet, you, you, you go onto the internet to achieve something, whether it's mm. social media, whether it's work, whether it's photos and video. Yeah. That kind of stuff is never a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no. Thursday. So unless, unless I know every Monday is going to be one thing and I could maybe somehow work my lifestyle into that. So if I know that I'm, if I'm going to do something that requires a bit more data and I know Mondays is the day to do it, but... I would just go to a free Wi-Fi hotspot or mm. go to a Wi-Fi hotspot in Alexandra where I get probably 100 megs connection and just upload my stuff for mm. free. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, as again, you know, uh, maybe, I'm the, maybe I'm not the target market. Maybe someone at Vodacom or maybe one of our younger listeners could, could uh, explain why this might make sense. But, uh, but to me, I don't get it. Do you think they could be using it to see... No, but that wouldn't even make sense. But to see how people use social media or apps and services if they have unlimited on certain days. So maybe, maybe. over a long enough period of time, you can get some interesting data sets. That might make more sense that they're actually, they're actually having a look at how their customers would use data if they had unlimited or large access to. For one of those. But again, I mean, don't you just run trials that says, okay, for the next week you get it for free. These people get it. It is, it's a weird way of going about something if that is what they are trying to do. Mm. Yeah, rather just cut the prices. I mean, that's why Telcom's Freemie is winning because it's a cheap mobile deal. Yeah, uh, retail retail is a funny space. I mean, a lot of guys get it wrong because they're trying to bolt on, make bundles, uh, you know, add everything but the kitchen sink mm. to, make you, to make you feel enticed to buy something yeah. when lower pricing is actually what people want. Um, exactly. Make, let me make up my own mind because... Mm. I'm a free individual and I'm going to use social media at 12 o'clock at night when your bundle probably has expired. So, mm. yeah, it's, uh, it's... It's almost it's almost like... I almost kind of feel like these big mobile operators uh, and Vodacom in particular, they, 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 they artificially hold back the market and they say, and they say well, he has a little bit here. Um, and, and it's almost like... Um, uh, what's that book? Uh, Please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Oliver know, Twist. He, Oliver Twist. Here's another spoon of porridge, you know. Be a good boy and go away now. Um, whereas what what the market wants is they just want to be able to access all the services at a, at a reasonable price. Mm, mm. If you make it cheap, I'll probably spend a bit more because I would, you know, I wouldn't feel as bad about spending X amount on data mm. if I know it's going to be more affordable. I can do a lot more, and I will probably spend a lot more because uh, mm. it is more accessible to me. Indeed. Anyway, if there's if, if there's someone at Vodacom who can explain exactly what, uh, what why they're doing this, please give us a shout. <laughs> or if there's a customer out there who actually finds great value in this, then uh, I would love to know those insights. Then yeah, uh, please yeah. drop us a mail info at techcentral.co.za. We'd love the insight into uh, into how you're using the service. And our last item of news this week is uh, very briefly uh, is Ecasa uh, and Celsi. Ecasa has um, put out a statement just the other night, say, late at night, in fact. I don't know why uh, regulators put out statements at ten o'clock at night. Um, 
read into that what you will, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Late night releases. Yeah. Um, saying that uh, SLC has not filed the necessary regulatory papers uh, in relation to its uh, recapitalization and restructuring. Uh, SLC then saying that, um, you know, why weren't you didn't, you didn't even consult us about this before issuing this press statement. Uh, but it's potentially a problem. Um, mm. I mean, you've got your regulator here saying that you should have filed this as a merger uh, or an or exchange of li- licenses. Uh, the CLC and Blue Label, which is a, has acquired 45% of CLC, arguing that um, they, in fact, that this isn't, it wasn't necessary to make those notifications or those filings with ICASA, that it was, it was just, in fact, notifiable. They had to tell ICASA that they were doing this, but they didn't have to say go to ICASA, go to ICASA for ICASA's permission to approve the deal. So it's quite likely uh, that ICASA is going to take the matter to court, I suppose. Um, that's the only real the only real thing they can mm. do here. They suppose mm. they could impose a fine. I'm not sure what the legislation actually says. Uh, but ICASA does not have a great track record in the courts. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, if yeah. I was Celsius and Blue Label, I probably wouldn't be too concerned wouldn't about it. I wouldn't be too worried about this. Um, it does seem to have its genesis in in the um, rather upset uh, BEE shareholder in Celsius who's been very much opposed to this restructuring. They claim they're getting the raw end of the deal here. Uh, they've taken the matter to the high court, so that's another court matter that's still got to be heard. Uh, I can't see a deal of this size, which has now been has been done effectively, mm. being reversed at this late stage. Uh, so I think the only outcome here is the courts are probably going to have to decide if something, if if the if the parties did something wrong. Yeah, yeah. So our winner this week is pretty obvious, without a doubt. Uh, do we even have to name them? <laughs> yeah, if you can say the name right now, you're the winner. Starts with a V, ends in an L. And our loser this week, I thought uh, the mobile operators on the back of that, uh, because if this takes off, uh, they're the, the biggest potential losers out of this. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, if that if that huge township market in the metro areas uh, shifts a meaningful chunk of their spend onto fiber, I, I still can't get my head around this. But <laughs> yeah. if, if they no. do that, if they do that, then uh, that's not good news for the mobile operators. They're either going to have to slash mm. their prices, and they have to. If they don't, I mean, we're going to see a massive. Uh, increase in Wi-Fi hotspots. People mm. are going to make use of. They've got the backbone. They've got the, the infrastructure. Put up a Wi-Fi hotspot. Sell the service or make it available for free mm. to get your customer into your store or your yeah, restaurant. Yeah. Now you are competing directly as a little entrepreneur with these cell phone mobile operators. Yeah. It's. I would be very worried. Yeah. I would be but worried. but even the guys who don't. I mean, you know, I think township communities are very different to the way we live here in the suburbs. Um, you know, people know each other they you know they they're in each other's homes all the time um it's a much more mm. social mm. Uh, environment and you know even if you don't have fiber your neighbors will come over hey, <laughs> download something yeah. go, go yeah. home again uh friends over you know you'll share your wi-fi uh ubuntu and i think yeah. you're very right i mean mm. that is going to be a, 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 i guess a very big part of it but even more reason for the mobile operator to be worried because mm. weekends and evenings people aren't going to be uh Using their mobile data as much, mm. which is going to be a big, big factor. Mm. Indeed. What's your pick this week, Rechard? 
Um, so, Duncan, we've spoken a little bit about Legos in the past. You know, my love for the for the technology, and I like to call it technology. But uh, I came across a very interesting service about two weeks ago, and I've placed my order. I'm waiting for it to arrive. Placed my order the other day. That's the worst when you've ordered something that you really wanted, and you yeah, didn't. And look, and, and it's not their fault. Uh, I just I haven't <laughs> I haven't uh, placed it long ahead uh, enough in advance to get one year for today. But yeah. the website is called mini-me.co.za, mini-me.co.za. And what these guys do is basically like to create a customized Lego minifig, <laughs> which is the coolest thing I've seen in a very long time. I mean, you can make a little gift out of it, or you can just do it for yourself. But the website is, is very intuitive. You just go up like you would do any shop, pick your various parts of uh, your little uh, minifig body, um, to resemble yourself or somebody else or character, or you can mm. just build one for the sake of building one. Um, and yeah, they deliver it to you um, with a with a little stand or without, you know, so you can get the little minifig on its own or you can get a little display stand to go with it. Yeah. Now, pricing obviously is, uh, as you would expect from Lego, not not incredibly cheap. I mean, various parts of the Lego range from 45 Rand up to 200 Rand for certain, uh, up to 50, 60 Rand for certain things. Um, so this you can is per, per, per little icon. So if you yes. want a head, I mean, if you want a, a head with a beard, it's going to probably cost you 50 bucks. Uh, if you want, I'm just seeing here, there's a, a little black cat accessory, which is 35 Rand. Um, you can get a, in, in comparison, you can get a full Batman figurine for about 200 bucks on the site as well. So, I mean, you can spend about 350, 400 Rand, depending so on the accessories you buy. Let me think about this. You can buy two pieces of Lego, or you can get a 100 megabit per second uncapped. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Now you see now the digital version of Lego uh, is becoming very appealing as well. Good comparison. Very good comparison. But yeah, that mini me that I like mm. it. Right? It's also a cool way. I mean, they they're promoting the birthdays aspect of it because it's quite cool actually. If you don't know what to buy somebody a uh, office colleague, just buy them a little minifig and put it on their desk. I, th- yes. I thought it was a very cool idea. Um, and uh, I will certainly be back to get some more little Lego figurines. Cool. My pick this week is an app for Android and iOS. They always are these days, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, these apps. Uh, it's called, I think it's pronounced Ada. It's uh, it's a very cool little app that uh, allows you to, and I know this is quite dangerous, but it allows you to try and figure out what's ailing you. Uh, it does it better than simply going into a Google no search No beer box. in the fridge. That's usually my, <laughs> my ailment. <laughs> A-I-L, not A-L-E. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's quite clever, and it, it seems to use um, some artificial intelligence techniques and a bit of big data mining uh, to um, assess your symptoms. Now, we all know that going into a Google search bar and typing in your symptoms is very dangerous because you're within 30 seconds you've realized you're dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is quite a good app. So I've just fired it up here. It's called ADA, A-D-A. It says, hi, Duncan. I can help you find out what's going on. Just start a symptom assessment. So I click on start symptom assessment. It asks you, are you doing this for yourself or someone else? Say myself. Then asks you to actually type in the symptom. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I type in... um, My toe hurts and I've got an inner ear infection. Okay, let's go for sore toe. (laughs) Search. Uh, And then it wants to know, is it tenderness at joints, the base of the toes, tenderness around the joint at the base of the toe? I said, no, the context already. So So it wants to go into more detail about that. And then you select the symptom exactly. Then it asks you how long has this been troubling you, and it goes through a long list of questions. As it should, I think, to, yeah. to really narrow down on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and eventually, it gets to an outcome, and I, I tested it, um, and 
the answers it comes up with make sense to me. Um, I didn't have a specific ailment at the time that I could search for, but you know, it it uh, it seems to it seems to do quite a good job. Now, obviously, this is not a replacement for going to your GP. This is not medical advice. Please <laughs> consult your doctor immediately if you have. But if you've worried about something, you know, you've got pins and needles in your hand or something, you know, that's something that you don't normally experience. You type it in, and it can it'll take you through the process. It'll ask you all sorts of detailed questions about, you know, does has this occurred to you before? When does this, does it occur at a specific time of the day? Have you eaten something you don't normally eat? It goes through all the sort of list of questions that a doctor would normally ask you to, to try and determine what the issue is. Obviously, it can't take your blood pressure and that sort mm, of thing. Mm. Uh, but it, it can certainly start to point you in the direction of what might be wrong with you. Um, awesome. Of course, it could always get it completely wrong, and yeah. but it's it's much safer uh, in my experience of using it than uh, simply going into Google and searching, um, mm. you know, my head hurts, and then finding out that uh, your head's about to fall off or something. Look, we, we we know it's only a matter of time before this kind of thing would definitely replace uh, doctors in many parts of the world. But I think you know, if if you're conscious about your own health, using something like this is going to push you in the right direction. Mm. You know, especially if it goes through all these questions. Mm. The problem with googling any medical thing is you Google headache and you immediately given anything that's related to a headache it's not customized for you you're not searching headache 35 year old male uh been running a lot lately mm. this thing will probably fish it out of you because it's asking you the right relevant questions based on what you put in i can mm. see a lot of value in it that's yeah i'm going to download it right away yeah I'll grab it it's it's quite cool it's called ada at ada i presume it's pronounced and uh, it's it's actually quite a quite an impressive piece of software so that's my pick this week. I'll, nice. uh, we'll include the links to Ada and to uh, the custom Lego mini-me.co.za. Mini, mini we'll include those in the show notes as well uh, to make it easier to click through to them. And I think that is our show. Um, just need to do the quiz results. Let me, let me do the first question. Vumatel plans to offer 100 megabit per second uncapped home fiber in townships for how much per month? 89 bucks. Sure. Say that again, sorry. 89 bucks. 89 rand. The second question. Apple will announce the next iPhone on which date? And I absolutely cannot wait for it, the 12th of September. Less than two weeks until your wallet gets drained, mm. right? Yeah, and no, I'm gonna have to wait a while for that upgrade. But <laughs> yeah, I'll probably only get you. <laughs> get here in November, December. And I suspect on that high, rumored high-end model, the iPhone X or whatever they end up calling it, mm. I suspect there's gonna be a shortage of those. Oh yeah, mm. definitely, definitely. The state is considering selling its shares in which state-owned enterprise to fund SAA, and that's Telcom. The fourth question in this week's quiz, Microsoft has announced a release date for the Windows 10 Fall Creators Update. When is it being released? And the answer there is 17 October. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Multi-choice Patumanati BEE shareholders were this week awarded a total dividend of how much? And certainly if... You were one of those investors in the early days of Putumanati. You would have made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer, 1.3 billion rand. That's for this year alone. And that's our show. Uh, as always, if you've got any feedback, what do you think of Vumatel? Uh, drop us a mail, info at techcentral.co.za. Until next week, from Rechner myself, cheers. Ciao, ciao.